0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in the name of Jesus Christ. My name is Joel Hess, and I pray that you are blessed by today's message with faith in Christ, who is our life. If you'd like to support the mission of God here in Chicago, go to stjames So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, except for Bobby. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. There is uh, nothing better than f- being finished with something you worked hard at to make happen, took a lot of time, and you did it. And it's good, right? And you're done with it. And if you're done, it could be a lot of things, projects, school, uh, PhD, paper, whatever that might be, like all that time, years, and, and you're done, and you're, you're given the uh, doctor of philosophy, right, or or, uh, you got that promotion, or you you got that uh, account, whatever it is, and it took a lot, and you're done, and it is finished, and that next day, you can just put your feet up. This uh, past uh, um, week, we dedicated our new playground out in back of school. Go check it out. It is fantastic. That's the culmination of years of praying about it, what do we need best, and and waiting for the time and the resources. And uh, we praise God for our ministry campaign that we started last year, Alive in Christ, and you both saying you want to do these many different things so that more may know the gospel, but also your commitments to make things happen. And And uh, to see it actually come to fruition and celebrate it this past Thursday with our many of our school families and dedicate it, it's just a sense of like, ah, it is finished. Same thing with the windows and all these different projects. I bet you can relate. But I also bet you can relate to not having rest for very long. You know, you did all the work. It was a hard, whatever that was, And you felt great for a day, but quickly you're stressed out. There's an underlying stress that disrupts your rest. And you don't feel great, and next thing you know, you're concerned about this, or you have a new goal, or a new project, or things aren't working out well as it could, or maybe even, God forbid, something breaks in the playground. (laughs) Anybody else feel like that? Do you feel this? never quite getting that rest. Or if you do, it's just for a moment. And then there's another challenge, or or living the life of the highs and the lows, right? You're on the mountaintop and things are great, but next thing you know, as you know, there's going to be bad news. Something bad's going to happen. You Don't ever quite feel restful. God, I think it affects that underlying stress. I think it affects how you live with one another that general, you know, the general thing going on the back of your brain of worry about the future or fear of the past, or quite frankly, after you live for a little while, you learn that something always breaks. No matter how happy a day might be you know the next day might be good and i think that can really cause that stress the underlying stress disrupting your rest and the way you talk to one another and it can it can invade the way you have relationships because you're just anxious and it comes out and how you speak with one another and work together at school or at family it kills our relationships it kills our actual sleep even that underlying stress God has rest for you that you can grab, utilize, and have benefit you that's deeper than any successful thing you've ever done and thing that you finished and were able to rest afterwards. God's rest, he talks about it throughout the Bible about rest, which is weird. We usually think about Christianity or God as the one who gets us jobs to do. And being a Christian means working. Are you working? Are you doing enough? Are you serving your neighbor? Are you loving God? Are you doing? But rest is a theme in the Bible as well. And it comes up right away in chapter one of Genesis. God created the world in how many days? You can say it Six. By speaking So on the sixth day, he creates the pinnacle of all things, the whole universe. The finale is Adam and Eve, human beings, which I think is empirical as well. It's obvious, although sometimes it's not so obvious when you look at people, actually, is it? (laughs) So he creates people, and he's done. And he actually, Moses says, he looked at everything, and it was very good. And on the seventh day, he rested. Now, that's not just a term like, do you think he's really tired, rest? Or is it more of a rest as in he is finished, complete. The project of creating the universe is completed. There's nothing more, which I think is fascinating if you think about it. All the universe that you see, everything you see, there's really nothing more that makes it better in the sense of you can't get more beautiful than a flower. That actually is the absolute completion of all that is beauty in the history of the universe. You'll never see any more beautiful. It is finished. He rests because he's done. And then what's interesting is... He finds uh, I should say this, we break it. Adam and Eve break his creation, one might say, right? Just like the playground, right? It's finished. Wow. And then the people come on and play in the playground. This is kind of interesting. It's prophetic, isn't it? And they break it. Adam and Eve come in and they break it. They break one another, etc. They break creation. And then God finds Israel. He finds Abraham out of nowhere, running around, being a nomad, not even seeking. He wasn't looking for God. God was looking for him. And God grabbed Abraham, made a people out of him. And then it it's, uh, creates Israel. And then he actually invites them into his rest. The third commandment. Keep the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Holy. And God actually commanded them to rest just like he did on the seventh day. He gives them his rest, invites them into it. And I want you to really think about that. What that really meant for people back then, I think it means something for us. What that means is he told them, don't do any work. It's not a command of like law, like bad. It's good. You don't have to do anything is what the Sabbath day is. It shouldn't stress you out, which is funny, because Jesus comes on the scene, and he finds people stressed out about not doing anything, which sounds like you, doesn't it? Sounds like a Lincoln Park type person, right? I need, to do, I need to not do anything really well, right? <laughs> but Jesus, God literally tells the people of Israel, sit down. Why? I'll do everything. You don't need to worry about your enemies. Think about how hard it would be back then. You've got enemies on all sides all the time as a, as a, a tribe. And God's like, don't do anything that whole day. What that means is, I'll, I got it. You can just relax. Same thing for food. Don't worry about it, farmers. I know it's a sunny day. It's been raining all week. And it seems like this is the only day that you should be going out there to gain that hay. Don't do anything. Why? Don't be stressed. I got it. You're going to be okay. Relax. God invited Israel into his seventh day, into his rest. That God rest, right? If there's anybody resting, it's got to be God. If there's anybody in the world that doesn't worry about anything, it's got to be God, right? He's complete. The writer Hebrews connects the Sabbath day of the Old Testament. To something far greater. That was just a preview of a greater seventh-day rest for sinners like us. You notice what he did? In fact, if you want to understand the connection of the Old Testament to the New, of the, all the, the laws, the Mosaic laws and all this stuff, to Jesus. Hebrews is a fantastic book. He goes through all these different aspects and shows how they all pointed to Jesus, and he does it with rest and the Sabbath day as well. He says this in chapter four. He talks about that Sabbath day. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest, that is God's rest, like we're talking about, still stands, you get to enter God's rest let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it not fear as in oh my goodness but just respect that we get to enter his rest you should take that seriously it's there for you is what the writer of hebrews says and he's not talking about simply the sabbath day the seventh day for good news came to us just as to them and then he talks about old israel how they heard the good news and rejected god's rest which they did They went after other gods. They didn't really believe God's promise that it's okay. You can just, which is actually very interesting. The writer of Hebrews is saying that the people of Israel were given that rest, but they didn't relax in it. They didn't actually believe it. And therefore, they worked hard in it, stressed out in it. And Jesus found people doing just that. Telling others, you know, you're sitting because you, you took that teapot off the, uh, you took that kettle off the stove, therefore it's just, I mean, they focused so much on not doing anything, they made it hard to rest. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying, the people of Israel, they rejected God's promise, they didn't just relax in His grace and His providence, they got worried, they went after other gods, maybe these gods will help me. They rejected God's rest is what the writer of Hebrews says. And he goes on and says, um, For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them. Why? Because they were not united by faith with those who listened. They didn't really believe it. For we who have believed enter that rest. Right? He keeps on talking about this rest. What's he talking about? Although God's works were finished from the foundation of the world, he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter, God has appointed a certain day today, today now, saying through David so long afterward in the words already quoted, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would have not have spoken of another day later. So the day of the Sabbath day, the seventh day for the Jews, that wasn't the ultimate Sabbath day of rest. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his the writer is not talking about a rest like the Saturday, the seventh day, as God told the people of Israel. There is a greater day, and it is today. What rest has He given us, has He invited you into? Think about this: God created the world in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. After the sixth day, creating man and woman, he said, it is finished, and he rested. He was done. We break the world. God comes into the world. He could have let us just live in our broken world of breaking everybody's rest. Just like our friend, just like our friend Bobby here, that was us, by the way. Someone's trying to relax, and we break it, right? That's us. Instead of God, uh, just like totally punishing or done or forget it, you mess it up, and we will start another world somewhere else. God doesn't start working because He so much wants you to have rest that He sends His Son into the world. The unrestful world, the anxious world, full of sin and sinners and people breaking things, full of death and fears. He comes into it and he comes and walks into Jerusalem and for six days hangs out with the people. And on the sixth day, what does Jesus do in Jerusalem? A Friday, he carries up all our stressors. He carries up all of our anxieties. He carries up our sins and has them put upon his back. All our worries and fears about the past that keep us up at night. The things that we have done. The people we have harmed. The guilt that's on our consciousness. He took upon himself. And he took him off our back and put it on his own back and walks up that hill with our cross on him, working for you. And the last thing he says on the sixth day, right before the sun starts coming down and the seventh day begins, Jesus says, What? It is finished. A phrase he might have learned from his father. And all of your past taken care of. Sins forgiven. The guilt and the shame that follows you along. That makes you feel unrighteous. And you are unrighteous. Christ took care of. It is finished. And they took his body off right as the sun went down and the seventh day began and that day was a day of rest not just from your enemies as the people of Israel enjoyed but from the enemy of sin your actions, your past of Satan who can no longer accuse you and on the eighth day Jesus began a new calendar he rose again from the dead. And he sent his disciples out to find people and give them that rest. Rest from sins, you are forgiven. Rest from the fear of the future. Is it going to turn out? Will I get that job? Will I still have that? How long am I live? What's the doctor going to say? It's finished. You're forgiven and you're going to rise again. It's going to be Okay. You do not need to be anxious about the future. The stresses of your past and the stresses of your future are bound together, put on Christ, and he has said, it is finished. And he has given you his rest because he took on our work on the cross. And that is a deep rest that should permeate every aspect of your life. That deep Anxiety of tomorrow or fear of the past are gone in Jesus for good. It now becomes an underlying rest to disrupt your circumstantial stresses. And may it do that. That anxiety, it's going to be okay. The past, you are forgiven. Now we come and we get, we get this, you're going to leave here. Maybe right now you're like, yes. But within the day, you'll be stressed out again, right? Something's going to happen and you're going to shake your hands up. Oh, my God, where are you, Lord? It's okay. Because the Lord sends his church and gives us his word. You want to get that daily dose of rest that's deeper, that blesses you, that gives you a peace so you can interact with people a little more healthy. Be in his word. Listen to it. That's what the writer of Hebrews says. Listen to his voice. Why? Because he's giving us rest and reminding us and telling us we're forgiven. It's going to be okay. That's why we get into God's word. That's why you gather on Sundays. We gather today. It's the day of rest, not because we don't do anything, but because we hear how we have rest in Christ. It's an infusion into your veins. Better than coffee for the week. And may it give you that peace. It's going to be all right. And may it come out in the way you talk, in the way you act. Not as anxious people and lashing out at everybody because you're just living in urgency. But relaxed. It's going to be all right. You might not do your best. You might screw up. <laughs> Things might not go your way that week. It's going to be okay. You're forgiven. You're going to rise again. It's going to be all right relax. In Jesus' name, amen.